Hi, my name is Mike Boyd, and this is Podcast Atlantic's Adventures in Podcasting, the independent podcaster's journey. And I wanted to welcome you to today's show. It's very interesting. I spoke with Kenny Fitzpatrick of the Out Loud Queer Music Podcast. It's a very, very interesting conversation. Kenny is a extremely energetic and uh, enlightening uh, person to talk to. We discuss so much that we want to get into it right now. So uh, let's go and uh, I want to introduce you to Kenny Fitzpatrick. Welcome to Out Loud, the queer creative podcast presented by the Q LGBTQ Creative Network and hosted by Kenny Fitz. Hello, friends, and welcome to the very first episode of Season 5 of Out Loud, the Queer Music Podcast. Or actually, we're just calling it the Queer Creative Podcast these days because we're going to be branching out uh, into some other realms. We've, we've concentrated a lot on music because we have so many music artists that it's, you know, who we've, we've worked with and come into contact with, but we're going to be branching it out a lot more now that we're into Season 5. Kenny. Welcome to Adventures in Podcasting, the independent uh, podcaster's journey. It's a long title, but it's the best way to get it, to have everybody find it when, when I want, <laughs> where I want them to. Um, and uh, before we get into the, uh, the the world of podcasting, I just want to go over your uh, your your background a little bit. Are you uh, originally from Nova Scotia? No, I'm originally from New Brunswick. Um, okay. That's where I grew up and then lived in Toronto for a number of years before moving back east and settling in Nova Scotia. Yeah. What brought you what brought you specifically to Nova Scotia? Why did you make that move? Um, you know, we came out here. I had family who passed away and came out. And when we were out here, it just seemed like a really great place. It, it, Toronto is hard. I mean, you're, you're either a Metro City person like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not, I never really was. I enjoyed the experience and the, I guess, the opportunities that Toronto afforded me. But mm-hmm. what I didn't really take to was everything else that kind of went along with it. It's very expensive. It can be a cold place. You're in the downtown core continuously. And it's just, you know, I could stay in Ontario, but it would have to be outside. So coming back here, you know, for vacation and for visiting, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with Nova Scotia. I've always grown up in the ocean. I love ocean air. I love the East Coast and just how, I don't know, it's it's a better quality of life, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. So currently, uh, and if you want to want want a good read, everybody, go, go on to uh, Kenny's uh, LinkedIn profile. because <laughs> he's, he's got a lot there and he's done a lot, but, uh, it, you know, and hopefully this is still right, but you are c- currently the um, executive director of Dance Nova Scotia. Is that correct? Correct. I am indeed. So does that make you a dancer? No, sure doesn't. Um, I, I love dancing. And one of my mantras in life is when in doubt, dance it out. Yeah. Uh, because I love the, I love what dance does for you. Um, you know, it's a form of expression, but it's also a really great way of exercising and, you know, shaking off the doldrums and, and getting yourself kind of moving and, and thinking clearly. But no, my background is actually, when it comes to the arts, more in uh, acting and, and in theater and in music uh, and working with musicians and across Canada. So, but when, um, when I was moving around and this position had come up, it was after COVID. So I was kind of like at towards the end of COVID and it's like, where am I going next? What do I want to do? Um, 
decided that uh, this would be a great place to kind of get back into the arts. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um, now, so you've just started that position a couple of years ago, just that we said after COVID, a year and, year and a half ago. So it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty fresh and you're, uh, you're, ha- you're, you're hopefully going to be staying in place for a while. Yeah. If they'll have me. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, they should have you. Uh, so let's, let's dive into the world of podcasting because that's why we're here. Um, how did you originally find podcasts as a listener? So as a listener, I've always been, as I said, involved in music in different ways. So I was always kind of online, you know, finding what's happening, especially in Nova Scotia music and in Canadian music. Um, My past life was in student services and post-secondary education. So a lot of the time I spent, you know, teaching students about how to source music for events, how to find artists to bring into their campuses and how to work with them, you know, from anything from a a, a stage plot to writers, that kind of thing. So I was always kind of out there and I started hearing about people starting up their own podcasts. And I was just like, you know, who would want to listen to me about what I couldn't even imagine at that point in time. But it wasn't until I started really looking at LGBTQ music and artists and I was not seeing them anywhere. And I really wanted to know why that I was so involved in music, but I wasn't really encountering them. So I kind of set it upon myself to find out where they were and what kind of music was being made and what the story was there. And sure enough, I found hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of artists had no place to actually be heard or seen or talk about their stories. So I was like, well, if I was going to start a podcast, I think this is the way to go. It's niche. It's not going to be, you know, hundreds and thousands of millions of people who are going to sign up for it, but there is a real reason and a need for it. So I decided to just say, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's jump in and go for it. I know how to set up a mic. I've, I've used mixers. Um, How, how difficult could it be? The worst yeah. part was hearing myself. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it just so? I hate listening to myself. But uh, I'm okay I'm, with it now. But yeah. um, at, at the beginning, it was like, oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just know that if I'm not interested in the topic, I can, I can, when I listen to myself and I'm not interested in what I'm talking about, you can really tell. <laughs> it's, just it's a really great way when your theater background comes into play yeah. that it actually helps sometimes the, the, the person you're talking to, if they're not comfortable with speaking and they're kind of catching themselves up, a, the theater background comes in and I can help kind of poke some levity into there and get them feeling a little bit yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. Well, I was lucky in my past life, uh, graduated from high school in 77. So I went to Dalhousie for one year. I was a theater major. So I got to kind of live in that area for a, a little while and then realized I, I wanted to work in television. Uh, so that's, you know, enough about that, though, because all that's in my intro. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your podcast is called Out Loud Queer Music Podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, um, before we started recording, I was asking you about uh, the Q review. So what's the what's the difference here? So it started back when I started. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. Right. I was kind of just taking some time, poking around, figuring out what was going to be out there. And I needed I needed to call what I was doing something. And everything that I wanted to call it was already taken on social media. So I was just like, ah, right. What do I where do I go? So I was just like, oh, the Q review of career music that that sounds like it, it will work. 
And of course, everybody thought that meant I was doing reviews, which I wasn't, but that that is another, you know, horror story for another day. Um, so as I was going and I realized just how much need there was, and I mean, my whole background has been in nonprofit and in advocacy and community service. I started looking at what could be done for not just in Canada, but globally for, uh, you know, a section of the community of artists that really could support them. So Hue Review eventually became, especially when I turned it into an actual nonprofit, the Q LGBTQ Creative Network. And underneath that umbrella, because I need to complicate things even more, became the Out Loud series. So what originally started was a podcast, then turned into a podcast and a weekly radio show, and then became a podcast and a weekly radio show and a video series. So it's three prongs of it. And that's kind of the, I, I guess, the the vehicle for the artists, the big one, for them to be seen and heard and have a chance to kind of tell their stories. Yeah. And Out Loud is just such, it's so synonymous with the, the LGBT community that um, it just kind of made sense. Somebody somewhere will come yeah. along and with a cease and desist, I'm sure, and say that they own the rights to that expression out loud or something and be like, you need to change the whole thing up. But until now, I'll run with it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and anybody else who has the, uh, the name Adventures in Podcasting, because I can, I can only imagine somebody else does. Uh, hopefully, we can get along together and you know, you know, share, share, the, share coexist, share the name. Um, so, for our listeners uh, and fans of the of the podcasting world, uh, Out Loud uh, is at least you know I've listened to uh, in doing research. Um, I've listened to three or four episodes, and for for the most part. Uh, they are you're playing you're you're basically it's a radio show in in many cases or is it is that just on occasion you're it, playing the, you're playing music of, of from people from the community there's always music for sure yeah. um what i try to do podcast wise when i first started it was artist conversations and we would play some music mm-hmm. recently over the past year because i do the radio show and because people can't necessarily catch it all of the time. Um, I do now put those radio show episodes up as podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And that helps me give me a little bit of breathing room to be able to think about, okay, what comes next? Mm -hmm. So I'm at episode 99. The next one is 100. And I'm going to shift gears again and, and kind of try to find a way to balance the both where I can still get those radio shows up, but also get some other ones in between that are more focused in on the artists themselves. I started the year off with um, a Canadian artist, indigenous artist by the name of uh, Jay Lee Wolf. She was one of the the very first ones. Um, And we had a really great conversation uh, about that and use that from YouTube you know, to turn it into a few other things. And, you know, I think that with the mediums, they play in and out of one another kind of really nicely, but it takes a lot to do all of it. So it's about managing and balancing, you know, how much you can do yourself and how much can be different without it, you know, I guess weighing you down too much and people getting bored. So I'm playing around with lots of different things, I'll say. Yeah, and it's good to keep changing things up. And I mean, how many years have you been doing this? Since 2018, since 2018. Okay, all right. Um, Podcast-wise, though, I think I started in 2020. Mm -hmm. 2019, 2019. 
Right. You know, so that's like four years. Yep. Anything that has that kind of a longevity, uh, you know, it's always good to, to uh, mix things up a little bit and uh, don't be afraid to make changes to uh, what you're doing. Um, now, for our listeners who are thinking about starting a podcast or have started one and they're, they're, they're struggling, maybe when it comes to your guests, uh, have you ha- ever at the beginning, did you have challenges in booking guests? I didn't simply because of the nature of the, you know, the community that I was going into because they were so hungry for someone to give them space to, to talk. Um, and you, you typically can find people out there. It really depends on what your topic is, I guess. Now I've started out in music, but I've, I've become so brazen, I guess, that I'll ask anyone to sit down and talk with me. Uh, reality TV people, I've sat down with Connor Curran, who was on MasterChef Australia, to talk about his experiences. I sat down with Lee Gallia, who created the uh, television series in Australia called, um, oh my God, uh, Single Out. And, you know, we sat down and we did a, a whole episode of that. And I've now got people coming to me who's, you know, saying, I'd, I'd love to be on the podcast. And that's, that's great. Uh, because at first, I didn't know if people wanted to hear, I knew that artists wanted to be heard. Mm-hmm. So kind of going along that way, uh, I, I found that there was a lot of people who wanted to hear the stories, wanted to find out n- about new things about music and about new artists that were out there, but also wanted to just know more about kind of what was happening in the community. So it's kind of given me a lot to, to drive with. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, takeaway there, of course, is that, uh, you know, when you're looking to create your podcast, if you have a really good niche, uh, and then you, you, your guests should just kind of uh, fall, uh, fall in place and you'll be, you should be able to book them easily. Well, I think that there, there's sometimes they're surprised that people would, like approach them my whole thing was that never fear like what's the worst that anybody could say no Hmm. they're they're not going to hunt you down um they'd say no that's not for me i'm not really comfortable with that um i don't really know anything about your podcast you know you may be starting out and i would say don't too don't overthink it um if you've got the passion for it and the idea i think that that will communicate well to to those folks out there that you're connecting with so but what's the worst they can say is no yeah absolutely just say no or i'd love to which is probably what most of them do does the thought of starting your podcast overwhelm you need technical and creative help podcast atlantic is here for you With very competitive pricing, you can relax and concentrate on talking to your guest. With over 27 years of television production experience and over six years as a podcaster, Mike Boyd will guide you along the path to your own podcast. For a free discovery meeting, email info at podcastatlantic.com. Now, as promised, we are joined by Vancouverite. I like to say things like that. Kyle Richardson. Kyle, welcome hey. to Out Loud. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for, for 
coming on, and I'm really excited to ask you a whole lot of questions. Don't get nervous. Awesome. There won't be anything uh. too shaky. <laughs> if anytime we have a, a Canadian artist, because I find it challenging for anyone who's listening out there, if you are a Canadian artist from the LGBTQ community, I find it challenging to find our artists. It's like they're hiding. It's not, I don't think it's hiding. I just think that we <laughs> in Canada don't feel the need to push things out in the same kind of way. It's all about the music, which is kind of how it should be. So it makes it challenging. So anytime I get a chance to kind of talk to Canadian artists, I love to kind of dive into, you know, what you've been doing, where you've kind of come from and and where you're heading. So that's kind of how we're going to make all of this magic happen. So when it comes to, uh, you know, your 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 podcast uh, episodes, do you do them um, weekly? Are you releasing them on a regular regular basis do you take breaks at all at first i was doing you know once oh when i first started it was once a week and then i had to pull back on that because that is a lot to do Mm -hmm. um especially when you're doing it by yourself and i had a a friend who was helping me with it but again you know you you have to have the time and the editing takes a lot people think that you know even if you want to chop off the front chop off the end and not touch anything you know you're going to start listening to it and be like ah there's really long gaps there and i want to tighten that up or oh i can't hear them as well you get into all of that so there's a, a lot to to take into consideration there but you know it's when you start into it it's kind of like as i said don't overthink it too much set yourself some 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 good some good solid expectations of what your time is, you know, how much time you actually have, because if you start getting into it and you overwhelm yourself, you'll become resentful of it. So for me, I started a bit too much and then I had to pull back a little bit. And then when I was kind of doing it on my own, uh, I was like, okay, this has to be whenever there is something to talk about. And a lot of people will say, no, you have to be consistent because then you lose your listenership or whatnot. And I'm like, Listen, it's not, it can't be all about numbers for me. It can't be. I'm not making any money off of it. I'm not going after any kind of, you know, recourse for, you know, pay me to, for an advertising or anything like that. I'm lucky that people give me permission to play their music because I can get it out there and be it hurt and have it heard. Um, so it started to stagger a bit. But now that I've been started incorporating the, the radio show, now I can get it out once a week. And really, I'll, it's it's about changing a few things from the radio show to format it for podcast. It makes it a lot mm-hmm. easier for me. And that gives me the breathing room to look for somebody and say, okay, for this 100th episode, I'm going to find a guest. I'm going to bring back my friend who used to kind of, you know, uh, do the editing for me. And we're going to talk about the last four years of the podcast and where we're going to go to next. And we'll make it a, a thing. But now I have the ability to do that and not because I have the radio shows to filter in when I have that, um, that time. But really um, now it is weekly, but that's because it's a weekly radio show. But if if the radio show wasn't there, it would be dependent upon your time and, you know, and who you have as available. Yeah. So the, the radio show is a part of the community uh, radio station that's in uh, Lower Sackville. Am I correct? Sure is. Yep. CIOE yeah. 97.5 FM. Yeah. Home of yeah. East Coast music. Yeah. <laughs> that is the whole. <laughs> there we go. You, you, you pitch the station. They'll be very, very, very happy. But it is <laughs> it, it is a uh, uh, community-based um, 
radio stations, so everybody's doing their shows for free, correct? Yeah, it is 100% completely volunteer run. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I mean, community radio stations are so important because there's stuff that's happening specifically in your community, but it's a great bridge between what's happening locally and issues that are affecting a lot of other people because we do a lot of talk radio on there. I play music and I'm the, I think I'm the only person in Nova Scotia. I'm the only show in Nova Scotia that is dedicated to LGBTQ artists. Mm-hmm. And I may be in the, the, the region in the Atlantic region. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, because it's a community radio station, I was like, this is their part of your community. I'd love to do the show like this. Would you be interested? And they were like, my God, yes, bring it on. Um, they're part of the community. And and really, when you think about that, uh, it's a great way to reach probably a lot of pieces of the population that maybe are underserved or don't have a voice sometimes. Yeah, and absolutely. And you know, for the, once again, for those listening uh, who are hoping to start a podcast, uh, if you don't have equipment uh, or even expert that much expertise, a community radio station is the perfect place to go. Uh, and I'm assuming that the radio station is okay with you turning whatever into a podcast and sending it out. Yeah, um, and I checked that with them, and they're okay. And you know, the radio show itself, I've also gotten it into the Toronto region. It's played in a a station in Toronto. It's hosted in a couple of stations in Australia, in South Africa and the UK to help kind of put the the music out there further, Mm -hmm. but you just check with them and you know, that, that is allowed so long as the broadcast is the first point, because that's where it's originating from. And you just, you know, uh, fill in the rest. And when you turn it into a podcast, what you, you know, what I do is I make sure that at the beginning, at the end says it was originally broadcast on the radio station so that mm-hmm. people know that this is coming from, from a radio station. And it wasn't like, I just went out and took music and decided that I was just going to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing about these, uh, these stations. Uh, I know we have two such stations in, in the HRM area where we are located in Halifax regional municipality of Nova Scotia. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, they both, uh, have wonderful shows. I've uh, not only have I listened to both uh, stations, I've been a guest on uh, on your station uh, with uh, Jennifer Stewart, who mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she still records, but uh, uh, find your sparkle. Yep, Fridays found, at noon. Yeah, we found our <laughs> we found my sparkle. It was right there on the floor, right next to her. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jennifer. She's a great uh, great lady. Um, so. You know, you you had that radio station, and that's great for uh, that. You know, it kind of makes your job a little easier when it comes to the technical side, or at least some of it. You still have to do editing uh, yeah. and and such. Uh, but before that, you were recording on your own. So, what were you using to record? Uh, what kind of microphone? Uh... I started out with your basic um, blue uh, ball, the, uh, the silver ball, blue, um, the snowball, uh, yeah. Snowball microphone. And then I graduated to the, the Yeti mm-hmm. and really I, I looked at it and I said, the snowball was perfect. Like, I mean, it wasn't super expensive. Uh, everything that I needed was right in my you know browser mm-hmm. to record with. Uh, it was right there. And 
I, I again, I didn't want to overthink it. I didn't want to sit there and say, well, in order to, to do a podcast, I feel like I need to invest hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I need to get used to the fact that I'm doing this first. And yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to stick with this or if this is something that's really going to take off for me and I'm going to become passionate about. Mm-hmm. So let's let's use what I have and what's at my disposal and and what isn't going to break the bank, but also be a good piece of equipment that it's going to sound good. So I started off with the snowball and, you know, my, my little laptop and I signed up for anchor at the time, which is now Spotify. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because they had the recording right there in it that I could just do the segments right then and there. And I didn't have Mm -hmm. to think about it. I didn't necessarily have to worry about audacity as much. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just like, let's, let's go for it. Let's get in there. And I just started small that way to make sure that I could find my comfort level. Yeah. The good. And the wonderful thing about a snowball is that if you have a guest with you in person, if you're around a, a, you know, you know, you don't have to be uh, so close to each other. But, you know, if you're on a na- normal table, even a dining room table, you can put that snowball between you and and set it so that it gets, you know, can hear both people uh, very easily. Yes. And so you don't have to have two microphones, uh, at least n- not right away. Now, uh, you know, as you uh, get better, you'll want to change things up and get better microphones. But the snowball is a great place to start. And recording on uh, what was Anchor and is now Spotify for podcasters yeah, uh, or podcasts. I can't remember which one they call it. But uh, I believe they they continue to do that. And you can do all kinds of things in there, like uh, have uh, record voice messages for people who want, you know, they, they want to call in and ask questions or make comments and uh, all kinds of things. So, yeah, definitely check all that out. Now, you mentioned Audacity, and that's, that is the um, uh, newbie podcaster's place to go when it comes to free editing of audio. It's an audio-only uh, platform. Uh, and I used it when I uh, first started, uh, you know, because I was trying to save money. And so I used Audacity and it's uh, it takes, a, you know, it has a small learning curve, but not a big one. Lots of videos on YouTube. So uh, it's great that that uh, that uh, that's available to everybody. Now, one thing I'd like to ask, and you don't have to answer this if you're not comfortable with it, but. You know, I think that a lot of people are really curious about subscribers. Mm. Uh, what are, you know, like, you know, what are, what are our subscriber base? I mean, how many people do we have listening? Do you, do you know, and are you willing to share that? Uh, yeah. I mean, so it, it's kind of like, and this is where I say you have to manage the expectations mm-hmm. because not everybody is a podcast listener or has found their way to podcasts, if you have a niche audience, it is sometimes harder to, to find them. Um, so for me, I think on, so I know that I've had 12, I think it's 12,000 downloads or plays that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, over the course of the 99, um, uh, uh episodes. So what that equates to sometimes, I just got my Spotify wrapped, um, the podcast edition for the end of the year. And I've had big gains this year because I was putting out a lot more. But I think I have somewhere in the vicinity of almost 300 monthly Spotify 
followers. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not, I don't have folks from other places mm. that are, that are listening to it, but that's one of the, the few that I can kind of say, okay, they're tracking that for me, that kind of thing. When I look at the, um, the, the downloads and the plays of kind of what's coming through, um, it's anywhere from a starting point of, you know, 40 to 50 listeners, that kind of thing, upwards to somewhere around 300. It just depends on the, the episode. Um, and to me, I'm like, for a niche, for, for someone who's doing it up the side, off the side of their desk, for a very, very niche audience that is in a world that is incredibly saturated um, music-wise, uh, I'm okay with that. Now, that doesn't mean, that's not going to turn into, you know, advertising dollars coming through the door. It, mm -hmm. it just isn't. Um, but I'm okay with that because that's not what I'm doing it for. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you, it's like social media and the likes and the follows. When you measure yourself against other podcasts, it can be a little daunting. It can seem like nobody's hearing you. Why are you bothering to do this? But the thing with podcasts, I, podcasting, I find is that it's hard to catch the listeners in the general stream of things. You really have to be thinking about where your listener travels online, where they're finding out about things, how you're going about, you know, marketing it or, or promoting it. And really it, you really have to take your time and really be at it. Um, I will say that no one likes to overpost, but when it comes to podcasting, you kind of have to a little bit because yeah. people, it's so fleeting. I've joined Facebook groups that are for podcasters and Reddit um, in there as well. And that's where I've been able to pick up some listeners, but again, niche market. Yeah. Um, of a of a thousand person say or a two thousand person um, group, how many of them are interested in the music and the artists that I'm talking to because they come from a community they may not be a part of? Mm -hmm. So you're going to manage yeah. that expectation. Does the thought of starting your podcast overwhelm you? Need technical and creative help? Podcast Atlantic is here for you. With very competitive pricing, you can relax and concentrate on talking to your guest. With over 27 years of television production experience and over six years as a podcaster, Mike Boyd will guide you along the path to your own podcast. For a free discovery meeting, email info at podcastatlantic.com. been a real journey for you this has been not like you woke up one day and said i think i'll write some songs you, <laughs> no, you've no. Been really you know toying with this and, and planning this and it must feel both as you said cathartic but also just yeah. a weight kind of lifted to finally <laughs> say they are out there they are living yeah exactly it's been it's been very exciting and yeah it has been like a weight lifted because like i've said i've lived with some of these songs in various forms from like yeah 2009 through now and it's been quite a wait to get them out and it's been 
really fun to do that. You mentioned that you you uh, joined Reddit groups and Facebook um, yep. uh, groups for podcasters. Have that is is have those two things specifically been uh, more successful than anything else, or can, is there another platform that's been the best place for you to promote? What's so what has been working for me lately is, and it's so strange, TikTok, of course, because people are out there, but because, and I'm not saying this is not a, a, a thing where, you know, it's only older people who are listening to podcasts, but I find that people who, you know, who are older take the time for podcasts. They've been joining TikTok a lot lately because they've been doing their own kind of thing. And I've been finding some folks through that, um, through the groups especially, but you really need to be careful on, on Facebook because there's a lot of, you know, let's support each other, you know, go and, you know, rate my podcast, drop your podcast links, that kind of thing. But everybody's doing it. You can't keep up with that. Like, it's just not realistic. But then what you do is you get a lot of the ads that come through there. It's like, I do this and I'll make sure that you get X amount of listeners on your podcast. And I'm like, okay, please stop. Fiverr exists for a reason if you really want to go and, and pedal there. But, you know, I think it's trying to see where your audience lives. And I don't think it work. What works for me doesn't necessarily work for everybody else because my audience I'm, I'm just finding out where they are. Instagram is a big one for me. Um, Instagram stories, because you can put the link right to the podcast in there. Same thing with your Facebook stories, because people don't want to have to go and copy and paste and put it into a browser and then go, it's too much time for them. They're like, no, this is too much. I want to click on the link. So your stories is exactly where you need to be able to, to kind of put things there. Um, you know, TikTok uh, not TikTok, but Twitter, X, whatever we're calling it these days, mm -hmm. uh, is a means to an end. There are still people there. And because there's so much rabble rousing that's happening there, things can get in a little bit more now. But Reddit has been pretty good. Reddit has been good in terms of just finding out what people are talking about and what's out there and shifting gears a little bit and giving you some some ideas on things. Beyond that, Really, it's about, you know, hashtagging and getting out there and, and figuring out where does your population lift? If you are doing, here's a really good example. If you're doing um, a whole entire podcast on used cars and you're on Facebook, you just search that. Search out, are there groups where people are talking about used cars and what works for them and that if you, if they have a block up that says no solicitations or whatnot, talk to the administrator and say, this is what I do. I do a podcast about used cars. I would like your people to know that there is a, a place out there. I'm also looking for guests. They may want to become guests on my podcast. Would you be okay if once a week I posted about the new episode or, or when there's a new episode that I'm not going to, you know, oversaturate. If you, if you give them the respect and you have those conversations, a lot of the times they'll be like, yeah, that's cool. But here's, here's the rule on this. Or they'll say no. They'll say no, we have a strict, you know, unless you're posting the picture of the car that's for sale or your used car that you just got, no. So you you really have to take some time and invest into some of the conversations that you need to have with those folks who are the administrators and the gatekeepers of certain groups. Mm -hmm. um, during this uh, journey that you've been taking uh, that's uh, 
I think we established this before, five, maybe six years, six years long. Uh, what do you have to say would be the biggest challenge that you faced, uh, even just starting? Just starting, I think, was I went to. So what was interesting is because, and you've been there, and I think that you know, I think I recognize you from there um, to these summits that have happened in Halifax, mm-hmm. uh, podcasting summits. Yeah, and there. I've been, I've been to a few of them. And really, one of the first things I learned was everything that was, you know, challenging me and really kind of the hurdles I was trying to get over. Everybody was experiencing them. And it really was just trying to figure out where is the starting point, the most realistic starting point. And again, going back to that managing your expectations and, you know, kind of not overthinking it. It really is just kind of sitting down and getting it done. Um, Pacing yourself, realizing that you know you no one is no one will be hurt if you have to wait an extra day or two to get the podcast out but if you try to force that square peg into that round hole when you don't have that time you will become frustrated mm-hmm. and because of the you know the numbers not skyrocketing because you think that you have something brilliant um that can be that can limit your passion for what you're doing. So a lot of it was just the growing pains. Some of it was really kind of thinking about what sounds worth listening to. I still question that. I still kind of go like, Does, is this something that obviously there are people who are listening, but it's kind of one of those things that it can get into your head and you have to think about, you know, what is it? that people want to hear. It's okay to ask those questions too. It's all right to ask your audience. It's great to engage them um, once you start picking them up and you don't need to have 500 to engage them. You just need to have people who have said, yeah, I want to listen to this. There's something that's here. Um, But you got to get out of your own way. You got to get out of your own way with this kind of stuff and not allow the, you know, the, the traps of social media and numbers to kind of limit you. Um, these are things that will grow. Don't be afraid to change, right? Yeah. Now, uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk to you about was um, monetization. Yep. Now, we kind of flirted with it a little bit, but uh, it, it doesn't, It you know, just from our, my conversation with you, it doesn't seem like monetization is the, uh, the priority here. For you, it is about something that you love to do and that, you've, that, you, that that's important to you and the community. Uh, But have you tried monetizing? So the only reason I haven't really gotten into monetization that much is because I play music, right? Um, So these artists, they submit their music. They give me permission to play it. I'm not making money off their art and I will never ever do that. Mm -hmm. If I get to the point where I'm starting to do just talk and we're having discussions, I just launched a podcast for the organization for Dance Nova Scotia. Episode three is about to come out. It's called United in Dance. And it's about talking about issues in dance. Um, you know, the, 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 the different events that are coming up, all that kind of stuff. As a, a nonprofit charity, now I'm going to start to look at monetization mm-hmm. in that kind of respect uh, a little bit closer. People have said, you know, you should be getting you know paid. And I'm like, if it was not, if, if there was no music involved, because it is, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope. You want yeah. the artist to get paid. You shouldn't be getting paid if the artists are not getting paid. But yeah. if it's just 
you know, I'm talking to them and, and I'm getting into that a little bit more, which I'm probably going to move to and maybe say the radio show becomes where the music is. The next episode is going to be conversation with artists. I'm doing that on YouTube and I don't yeah. play music there. So yeah. looking at those two different things, um, I'm probably going to try to change it up a little bit more. Yeah. But I think that if you can get monetization happening for you, which I'm not even sure to what extent it takes to make that happen. But if you can get it happening for you, then it's it's good because it can help you broaden what it is that you're doing. What I will say about monetization though, rather than the podcast itself, if you create something like a Patreon for your, your podcast um, that isn't dependent upon the actual episode itself, but your patrons can support you there, that is a much different thing. And having it's, it makes a big difference when you're trying to get out to different things and maybe go to a conference when you have 20 people who give you 10 bucks a month to be able, you know, to keep this podcast going, it makes a big difference when you kind of want to dip into some funds to help push this, the podcast further. Yeah. Patreon is uh, is a lifesaver for a lot of podcasters. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, the music aspect of it now, if, if somebody out there is thinking about, about uh, doing a show similar to yours where they're playing music, there are organizations that will come down hard on you if you're uh, if you're not if you don't have the proper coverage you know like unions and uh this the, the national organization and whatever now the radio station itself has uh has clearances for it so yes. uh that's why they can do it uh and uh community stations i think don't have to pay as much as a regular radio station but they still have to they're still uh, beholden to follow to you know they have to follow the rules and whatever so uh, yeah, so keep that in mind. It's you know a music show, uh, you know, can be very challenging if you're not if you're not covering all of your bases. Um, well, Kenny, I want to thank you for talking with me today. It's been a great conversation. Uh, I you know I'd love uh, what you've been doing, and I'm so glad that you're you're doing it, and that uh we we all have a chance now you know you don't have to be uh lgbq to to listen cuz i was there's some really good music being played there's there's great music out there yeah. and if you i'm such a i'm such a lover and fan of music i i did it as a means because of the community yeah. that you know i am part of that i want to support and i want to kind of be out there but music is music and if it's good music it's good music so don't be afraid to take a chance on it and listen to it there's some great dance music great country music there's great yeah. rap it's all out there yeah. and so many people are surprised by it because this world makes you think that you know it's kind of like saying if you hit a certain age you can't do certain things anymore so people don't pay attention which is just bs right yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks Thank so you. much for being a part of uh, our first season. And uh, hopefully I'll have a chance to uh, meet up with you again, seeing that we uh, live in the same neck of the woods. So thanks. Thanks. Kenny. Anytime. Thanks for tuning in today. I want to thank Kenny Fitzpatrick for being uh, my guest. I hope that you all listen to Kenny's uh, podcast out loud. The Queer Music Podcast, uh, it's on the Q Review Network. There's lots to absorb there on the Q Review Network. 
including blogs and articles and all kinds of information. Also, don't forget to check out uh, Kenny's other uh, podcast from Dance Nova Scotia. It's called United in Dance. So check that one out if you uh, get a chance. Don't forget to rate and subscribe uh, on both of Kenny's podcasts. And as always, please be kind. We'll be back in a few weeks with another Adventures in Podcasting, the independent podcaster's journey. So long. Thanks for listening to our conversation. I hope you took something away that you can use for your own podcast journey. Of course, I would love it if you would rate and subscribe to Adventures in Podcasting, the independent podcaster's journey. Remember, please be kind. If you have an established podcast and would like to be a guest on future seasons, reach out to me at info at podcastatlantic.com. If you need help with your podcast, use the same email to contact me for a free discovery meeting or call me at 902-233-4676. To learn more about Podcast Atlantic, you can head over to www.podcastatlantic.com. There you will discover a list of over 300 Atlantic Canadian produced podcasts that you can enjoy, as well as all the information you need to reach me. This podcast has been recorded with Riverside FM. If you are interested in recording your podcast using Riverside FM, please use my affiliate link. You can find that near the bottom of the show notes. Music used in this podcast was produced through Archer's Audio. The tune is called, I'm Happy for This Guitar. Thanks to Kathy and Jeff for helping me fine-tune the show logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, I hope you start your own adventure in podcasting. Cheers.